Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There but for the grace of God, go with me. With a nickel-sized hell and a damaged wind. We rode over New York, never let us back in. We blew out the lights, kicked the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. They're scared of my music. Oh, guess who's got the stick today, ladies and gentlemen? Guess who's got the stick? That's right. Me. I'm going dolo today. Tour. Running the Friday show as it always should have been. Pick the segments. I cut it up. I edit it up. So why not take the intro? Let, let's let's just take the whole Friday show for me. That's what I wanted. That's what I've always wanted. And guess what? The levels, they're gonna be perfect. Oh, they're gonna be perfect. Everything that you've heard, everything that's gone out, if it sounded bad, pop it, static, sabotage. Today, I'm not in the studio presented by Money Monk. I'm not in the Fortress of Solid Dudes. I'm in the Jack House out here in A-Town. That's right. So I got my own setup. Levels are going to be pristine. And I'm not going to be the one... I'm running it. So what am I going to say about it? It's just the little games that I get to play and see how far I can push a host to the brink of insanity. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy finding the right level of balance between the gain and the headphone faders to where he can almost not necessarily... He doesn't really know if it's real or not. If it, if it's all just in his personal headphones, if it's in the board, if it's in the recording, or it's just going to be something that the listeners don't hear. That's the chaos I like to create. Because without that, everything is boring. If I go into the studio and I'm do- I don't have nerves and I, I'm just doing that, then I, I feel like I'm working in a cubicle. I need the sweat. That's what I thrive on. That's what I'll continue to thrive on. There's nothing like it. And there's nothing like having the stick. I don't know if I can give it back. And if you're waiting for Shude to chime in, it's uh, that's not how it's going to operate today. It is actually just me. Welcome to the Chad Dukes show. I am Gigantor, the executive producer. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, good luck. Because you're going to be hooked. But it is the Friday show, so if you are listening, that means you are not a subscriber, or you are, and you enjoy some of the fresh content on Fridays. And if it is your first time listening, then you can always uh, go to chaddukeshow.com and hit the subscribe button. It is 
right there on our website, and then you will be able to give the whole show a test. And this past week, it was a doozy. There were some uh, thick episodes. The Fortress Film Society, our movie show, went over two hours. Our Thursday show with uh-uh, he it was supposed to only go an hour because I'm going to be out of town. It was supposed to only go an hour. It went about a buck forty, and we were trying to get it to go an hour, but we couldn't help it because the BMI, which you you'll be hearing on some of today's show, not a best best of show anymore, but you will be hearing some of the uh, the better segments of the week, which which isn't just me blabbering into the microphone. We also had a story of uh, I wouldn't call it love. I wouldn't even call it infatuation. I would call it. What do you call what do you what would a listener call what has developed this past week with the Thursday show regarding Ant Man and his quest to find uh how do you put it? Oh, I guess just a woman. It's a love story of the ages. And that's what we were able to provide you. We gave you a beginning, a middle, and an end. There was suspense, it was thrilling. You become a support, uh, a subscriber of this show. You get to hear it all. It's right there for you. But we can't give it. We can't give it all to you on this uh, on this Friday show. It's it's just too much. But that doesn't mean that he will not be appearing in the best of. We'll have him on the BMI. We'll have Eric Davis, who came on the show earlier in the week, uh, with all his uh, movie knowledge. Eric Davis from Fandango at Eric Davis on Twitter. And it's Eric Davis on Instagram. He broke down Halloween Kills. He broke down all the other big uh, news in Hollywood. And then we also have for you a story that that really grinded my gears. And it was a story of, of friends just not understanding how to operate when ordering food, bringing food, preparing food. How not to operate on a football Sunday. And it was my favorite story of the week, actually. Uh, where Joe and Ant-Man completely fumbled and bumbled their way around food. And normally you're like, oh, that's just what they always do. It's different this week. You will be very surprised if it's your first time encountering this situation. Maybe you won't be surprised, actually. It it actually might be the least surprising thing that has taken place on the show, but it's just another notch in the bedpost that is the stupidity of those two. And if you say, Tor, that's... uh, that's a little harsh. So be it. That's why I have the stick. But, uh, I mean, the week itself, pretty fat, as it's been noted on the show. I'm going to be heading out of town this weekend, and also I will not be getting back until, like, mid-afternoon Monday, so we had to do a, um, a bunch of different workarounds to get all the shows in, still not trying to miss any shows, still trying to provide you with all the fresh content uh, that you all deserve as sub- subscribers, and then... As free listeners, we do all these shows so we can have good enough segments to get you on board to become a subscriber. I don't hear a lot of people saying they regret it. I hear a lot of people saying every time it rolls around in the month, the value is well worth it. And it's my favorite transaction that I see on my report, on your credit report. Now, I've never seen that happen in my life whenever the credit card bill comes or what have you. It's normally around dinner time, uh, whatever night of the week it is, and uh, me and the family are just sitting there watching, uh, watching Pops go through it, seeing if, we, seeing if we did anything. 
seeing why we're paying for whatever service or why we're doing this, why you needed gas at this specific station uh, instead of another one. But the feedback that we've gotten from the listeners has shown that when that bill comes, they're actually happy about it because they like re-upping. They like seeing what the next month is going to bring, and the next month is going to be very strong as well. It is going to be... I, I keep on thinking we're getting into November already next week. We still have another week of October. Uh, and then this next upcoming Friday, the 29th, we will be having a Hoot Nanny on Facebook. You can watch it for free. So if you're listening to the show for free and you've been hearing us talk about Hoot Nannies, you can go to facebook.com slash Chad Duke show next Friday night at 7 p.m. And if you are a fan of the once named the Rodcast, that will be the Hoot Nanny that is transpiring there that night. Full cast. It'll be Shude. It'll be Dotson. It'll be Barty. And as a former listener, almost, you know what, I would say P1 of that of that show. I don't know how it's going to go, at least for me, because I was such a big fan that it will be odd being at the same table as them. I'm probably just going to let them do their thing. And that's what everybody wants, because it is an incredibly funny show, and that's going to be a big deal for the Chad Duke Show Friday Night Hootenanny. So if you are listening now, make sure to mark a date in your calendars that next Friday night, 7 p.m., we will be going live on Facebook with that full cast and crew. So let's talk about what happened yesterday, which was an incredibly inane and boring Thursday night football game. I know it was a one-score game. The Browns beat the Broncos 17-14. to Here's Case Keenum doing his thing, coming off the bench, looking like a leader. We've seen it. We saw it in Minnesota. We didn't see it here in Washington. We barely saw it in Denver. But he did the thing. He won the game, and Broncos fans are livid because they lost to a good team. And it's because they started 3-0 and against the three weakest teams in the NFL. They thought they deserved better, and they thought they were a better team. I'm seeing Teddy Bridgewater outrage. He was 23 for 33, 187 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick last night. I would be more upset with the run game. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon couldn't even eclipse 40 yards combined, which isn't great for your boy who had a uh, Melvin Gordon up uh, plus rushing yards prop bet last night. But it is what it is. No one cares about my bets. Why would you? They stink. But that was a boring game, coupled with a boring MLB playoff game where it shouldn't have been because Chris Taylor of the Dodgers hit three home runs in one game in the postseason to keep the Dodgers alive. If you don't know who Chris Taylor is, take a minute and look him up. He might be one of the most handsome men on the planet Earth right now. He is just a, a pro- athlete in his prime. He's got a perfect beard. But when I tell you, nobody could be less enthused about hitting three home runs in a game than Chris Taylor. It is baffling to me. As someone who would get... Very excited for, I don't know, a double that bounced off the wall. And I'm going to get shit for that because that's a humble brag, but still. Not a home run, but still. You're getting a little pumped up. This is a problem with baseball is that you have the blandest guy going off in a game five with their backs against the wall. And in post game, it sounds like you couldn't care less. It should be a fun sport when it comes to October. No one's saying it's a fun sport in July or August or even early September. No one's saying that. 
But in October, it should be getting everybody fired up. You should be getting your fans fired up. I know you want to keep a level head, but oh boy, is Chris Taylor the most boring player of all time because all he d- he's just very consistent. But hearing him speak about that performance that he had last night was almost almost depressing because you think, wow, what would I be acting like if I had so much talent and skill? Would I be this humble and grounded? Unlikely. Very unlikely. I don't know. He is a, a guy that is built different. And this is not really baseball tour. I'd say this is human analyst tour where either this guy has had it so... He's either been good at everything he's done in his entire life and then he's just not phased by his own greatness or he's just stoned playing baseball. I don't know what it is. It's very, very confusing. It's very odd. I don't like it. I like players who show emotion, not flexing on everybody or, you know, grabbing their dong every time they they hit a home run. I I don't mind seeing uh, pimped home runs. Those are fun. But the excessive taunting, nah, you you can miss me with that. But at least least show a little bit of excitement. It's just so tedious. It feels like it feels like Anthony Rendon when he was here in Washington. He would just win games and win games and make plays, and then he just was almost bored with the sport of baseball, which is an odd thing because it is a boring sport. As someone who played it and loved it and watches it and loves it, it's boring. It is not an exciting sport unless the exciting moments are happening right then and there. It develops suspense, and I'm not saying anything new, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not defending baseball and a lot of their actions and procedures. I think that the idea that they that you can't watch your favorite team play nationally because of the uh, the blackout rules and because of their issues with the, the media and uh, and getting that distributed properly is a huge fault for them. Say what you want about the NFL, but there are ways where you can watch your favorite team. Baseball is having issues with that, and they will continue to have issues with that until it's resolved. Nevertheless, if you are still here after that, we do have some great content from this past week of the Chad Duke show. It was a fun week. The board was finally, knock on wood, fixed, uh, and uh, that meant less stress for me, which was fun because I got to be a little more engaged in the show. This is not as much shtick, but just really recalling this last week and having a lot of fun doing so, uh, getting a good guest in Eric Davis, uh, having a lot of fun in the BMI, hearing uh, a sauce be mispronounced in a way I've never heard it mispronounced. And it, it's, it's, it, trust me, you can mispronounce the name of this sauce. It's not, uh, it, it's not an easy one, but it's a, a butchering of sorts that I am very excited to listen back to again. And also we get two follies of, of, There's follies, follies, lies, and almost inexcusable behavior from uh -uh and uh, and Joe. So buckle up. I'll be back in about, let's see here, 40 minutes to close you all out. Tour with the stick. Hit it. Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids, make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. Just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. Hey everybody, it's Tor from the Chad Duke Show. And uh, it's a Friday, so I'm going to be talking to you about Manscaped. Been using my groomer a lot this week. I've been uh, 
deciding that I wanted to use the lawnmower 4.0 to take down my bush. It was well needed. I know there's jokes about uh, Tor's uh, fleece-like bush or whatever it is called, but I use the lawnmower 4.0 to take that down and then... I use the exfoliator and ball conditioner uh, to make sure everything is uh, everything down there is smelling as it should, feeling as it should. I'm going to be I'm not going to be rough down there. I'm not going to have uh, ingrown hairs. I'm not going to have any irritation afterwards. I know when people shave, sometimes it can get itchy. If you use their products as intended, I have not left the shower uh, where I do my shaving with an itchy ball bag. And that's because I take the steps, I use the shaving gel, I use the exfoliator, and it it works wonders. I I get a clean shave, I get a nice smooth shave, and I am not sitting there scratching up my crotch for the rest of the week. So you can head to manscaped.com. Use the code DUKES for 20% off and free shipping. 20% off is no joke, people. The free shipping is no joke either. Use the code DUKES, that's D-U-K-E-S, at manscaped.com for whatever you want. If you want the nose hair trimmer, if you want the colognes, if you want the lawnmower 4.0, have at it. They got everything for you. They got travel bags. They got full performance packages, so you don't have to just choose one thing. They make it simple for you. Regardless, manscaped.com. Use the code DUKES for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Big Shoot is gaming, and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. I did promise that I had a um, had a lasagna story. This is just unfucking believable. So it's unbelievable what I'm about to tell you. Uh, maybe you don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you care. Honestly, I have to. I have to tell it. Um, I I forgot what I, I was having a conversation with my wife where uh, she's a very good cook, but she doesn't cook. A lot, and uh, she always does the bit where she's like, "Well, I'm just not very good at it." Blah blah. I'm like, "Well, everything she's ever made me like has always just been very good. Like, I've never I've come home sometimes and she's, you know, made a hot dog casserole or made tacos or even when she makes me salads. Like, I'm trying to eat better. She, it's always she does a good job. So I always tell her, I'm like, "Look, you know, I know it's a lot of work, but I I appreciate it when you cook. Like, I when I come home and you've cooked something, I always I'm excited. Like, it's fun." Uh, I don't like spending $70 on DoorDash. You know, when I go to the grocery store, I'm a typical dude. I buy four things, you know, that I eat all the time. So I just am eating the same four things all the time. Like, I, I appreciate it. You know, when she makes a big pot of something and then there's leftovers the next day. Like, I like that. Like, it's a nice thing. I said, if you would want to do that more, I would appreciate it. That's basically the way that I put it. And we got on the topic of um, lasagna. And I said, you know, you've never made a lasagna. Like, I bet you would do a good job at that. And, you know, this is my way of trying to do some, uh, you know, fucking. It's, it's my next level fucking uh, passive aggressive psychological analysis where I'm trying to convince her to make a lasagna by, uh, you know, it's not. I, I'm not exactly Sigmund fucking Freud up here. I'm trying to get this done. Is that you? You thirsty? Yeah, you thirsty? Oh, me too. Um, I, yeah, I like a lasagna. Sure. Um, I mean, who doesn't like lasagna, right? It's probably the best food on the planet. It's great. Haven't had it in 100 years. And I was like, hey, you know, if you wanted to fucking, hey, if you wanted to make a healthy lasagna, you know, ground turkey, the cauliflower noodles, I don't give a fuck. Like, make a fucking lasagna. Like, I I didn't want to come out and just yell that. And for whatever reason, Ant-Man was around while we were having that conversation. And he says what, of course, he always says, which is a lie. He says, hey, I can make a lasagna. I make a mean lasagna. I was like, you do? 
Because I seem to remember you trying to prepare food for us on the BMI, and you didn't know the difference between bake and broil inside of your oven. Do you remember that, Tor? I, distinctly, yes. <clears throat> yeah, no idea. I said it would be, it's very hard for me to believe that you make lasagna. I think you probably eat lasagna when Kathy makes it, is what I would assume. Uh, no, I make a lasagna. You know what I'm going to do? Instead of ordering pizza on next Sunday, I'm going to make a lasagna, and I'm going to bring it over for everybody. So I immediately say, um, you don't need to do that because yeah. I don't I don't really want to eat anything at man's prepared. Um, but he seemed very excited. So I said, OK, uh, if I could put in a request, could you put ground turkey in it instead of sausage? Because it, it tends to get real greasy if it's uh, if there's sausage in there and um, you know, maybe even half and half. But I just I don't want all sausage. He's like, I don't put meat in my lasagna. Oh, boy. And I said, what? He said, yeah, I make cheese and spinach lasagna with no baked noodles. And I'm like, Ant-Man, that fucking blows. I was like, what are you talking about? I've never had a lasagna that doesn't have some kind of meat in it, whether it's sausage or ground beef or, you know, whatever you're putting inside. Have you ever had a lasagna with no meat? No, that's that doesn't seem natural. It doesn't, but it goes back to we eventually got him to admit this. He doesn't like meat in his ravioli either. What? Um, he doesn't like protein. He like know. he likes carbohydrates. Oh, yeah. That's all that he likes, and it's it's very childlike, and it's it's unattractive. Um, not that I need him to be attractive, but it's just a terrible quality. So um, I said, you know what, man, I'd appreciate it if you try to put some meat in the lasagna if, if you're going to bring lasagna over for me and Aunt Joe and my brother and Ted or whoever's whoever's over at the house to try. And he says, ah, you know what? No problem, Dukes. I'll do it for you. So um, Sunday morning rolls around, and uh, I start getting texts. I'm going to be a little late. I got this lasagna in the oven. I'm bringing you guys lasagna. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're always late, so it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't care. But I, I look over at Twitter, and I just see him selling baseball cards. And I'm like, you don't have to lie to me. I was like, I know you're not making a lasagna. I know you're selling baseball cards online, and you that's what you want to do because you woke up at 11, and the game started at 1, and it takes you like two hours to do this. That's why you're late every Sunday. That's why you'll be late this Sunday. But there's no need to lie is basically what I said. Yeah. No, nope, I got a lasagna in the oven. I'm just killing the fucking time. It's, oh, okay. All right. Two hours go by. By the way, he's selling cards the whole time. The whole time. This It's 1.30. We're watching the games, and Joe like, is looking at his phone. He goes, he's still selling the baseball cards. And I was like, all right, we might need to order some lunch then because I think this lasagna is not going to get here in time. We're all kind of getting kind of hungry. Uh-huh. And then shows up uh, halftime of the Chiefs game. Okay. His team, Kansas City Chiefs. They're, they're, at that point, they're in a barn burner. Right? Clearly doesn't care. Uh, but doesn't care about football. And I noticed that he's got a tiny bag of ice in his hands, uh, and he's got a nine-pack of Miller Lite pint bottles. And I'm like, well, maybe he eats to make two trips. I sit back, and I'm, I'm watching the TV. He sits down, he cracks open a beer, and he's like, oh, man, oh, boy, oh, I tell you what, oh, boy, oh, brother. And I'm not falling for it. I'm not going to ask him. Um, I'm not stupid. Oh, man, I tell you what, it's just, I can't even believe my morning. Oh, God, Jesus Christ, deer in the headlights. I'm not going to ask you that, man. I don't care. Whatever it is you're going to lie about right now, it does not concern me. Let's watch the football game, turn smoke a cigar. Let's, let's have ourselves a nice Sunday, right? I can't even look at you right now. What's that? I just can't even look at you right now doing this. It's stupid. Well, I mean, it's it's so... it's. It's and, and the, the only thing more predictable than all of this is what comes next, which, of course, is the monster lie. 
Um, uh, Duke, so I tell you, man, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and order his pizza because I, I tell you what, I fucked that lasagna all up, man. That, I, I fucked it all up. Of course. It's almost like you could predict it, right? I'm not even there. I wasn't there on right. Sunday. I was never. I, this is my the first time I've been aware that a lasagna was possibly. Oh, promised. I didn't even bring it up. Didn't even know until now. If you if you're ever interacting with me, don't you ever say you make a mean whatever, <laughs> and then lie, and then try it for the first time. Oh, dude. And well, you're, oh, you're, you're giving him too much credit. You're giving him way too much credit. This is his vasectomy. Here's the problem with these guys. I love Jester. I love Ant-Man. They're friends of mine. I consider them close friends. Yeah. But they're not smart. Like, they're dumb guys. And they think that I'm dumb. They, I think a lot of times dumb guys, they don't know they're dumb. And they just think that the world around them is as dumb as they are. I love Jester to death. But Jester, I, I got so many emails from doctors and nurses and people saying he's making that whole story up. There's no way it could happen that way. He's never going to get a vasectomy. I doubt he ever went in. He probably went to, you know, get a hand job or something. I have no idea. He probably went to get a lasagna. Um, Ant-Man has never made a lasagna. Will never make a lasagna. Didn't make a lasagna on Sunday. Here's what happened. He sits down. Oh, I just, I'm going to go ahead and order pizza because uh, there ain't, uh, I don't have the lasagna. Well, here's what I did. And I figured out that he knows that if he's going to lie, if he can be entertaining while he does it, oh, yeah. we will give him a pass. It'll just become funny shtick. Well, that's a, that's an old trick for like interrogations. If, you, or it's, if you're going to get someone to believe something or you need them to, you say something embarrassing about sure. yourself and then they believe it because why would you tell them anything embarrassing uh, if, you, if you didn't need to? That's exactly what I, I believe happened. So here, here is the story I get is we're all sitting there with grumbling stomachs. Um, Ant-Man claims that he didn't know that you had to put foil on top of the, the whole tray of lasagna when you stick it into the oven for an hour. Now, if you have ever made anything, you know that if it's going to be in the oven for an hour uh, and you don't cover it, it, it can get burnt. It, it, it can, you know, it's hot in there. What he claims happened is he put it in there for an hour. The sauce exploded all over the inside of the oven. The cheese immediately burnt on the top. And it was such a mess that he didn't even take it out of the oven. He turned the oven off, closed the oven door, and just decided that he was going to clean it up later is what he said. Uh, which, of course, doesn't make a lot of sense because it's like if you let that shit just sit there instead of wiping it out... Uh, it's going to be damn near impossible to chisel all that fucking, if this is indeed what happened. It didn't happen. He didn't make the fucking lasagna. He can't make a lasagna. I think he thought it was easy to make a lasagna, and so he figured out that he would just get up at 11 o'clock, you know, throw a couple of ingredients into a bowl, dump the bowl into a pan, bake it for half an hour, and then come over to the house as a conquering hero. He didn't know that meat was in lasagna. He thought that we all would get over big on spinach being in the lasagna, and then he didn't bring it at all, and it was an hour and a half late while he was selling baseball cards on his Twitter the entire time for us all to see. I I just sat there, and I was like, I, I told you, like, I... It's like the vasectomy. You can say anything you want. I already know the end of the story because I know the motivation. 
Now, why he lied and said, I have, I can do this when he clearly, if you don't know the difference between bacon broil and you don't know you need to put a piece of foil over the pan if you're making a lasagna, you've never done it before. He's never, ever, I doubt he's ever, he's told us he can't operate the oven before. Like, he said this to us, that he ha the only thing he can use is the microwave, and even then, Kathy's usually doing it for him. So I just, to me, the motivation for Jester is very, very clear. Like, his wife wants him to have a vasectomy. So he has to go through all these theatrics and all this bullshit or whatever he's going through to make it look like he's going through the paces. That's keeping him safe at home. Amy did not need to volunteer, I can cook a lasagna, when everyone on earth knew there was no lasagna coming over to the house that morning. I didn't even put plates out. I didn't even put paper towels out. I knew there was no fucking way a lasagna was coming over to the goddamn no house. No Parmesan cheese, no crushed red pepper, nothing. I got all that stuff. I got loads of that stuff. And no one was surprised. Like, nobody sitting there watching the game was like, oh my God, I can't believe that the lasagna isn't over. Now, there were some people that believed his story. Because he started screaming. He does what he always does. He's like, when you catch him in a lie, he just starts screaming at the top of his fucking lungs. And people then just, they don't want to deal with it. Like, they don't want to deal with him stomping off and going crazy because that's what he does. And then coming back two days later and apologizing. But I just, I, I really hope at one point in his life, he can figure out that, like, he's a nice guy. Like, he's fun to hang around with. My brother was hanging out with Ant-Man at Flying Ace. He's like, yeah, Ant-Man's a lot of fun. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. He's a fun guy to have around. Right. Um, He can be liked without having to do all that crazy fucking bullshit. I just don't know where that motivation comes from other than it all goes back to when he was slanging and banging that he just had to make shit up to keep people distracted all the time from what was actually going on, and he doesn't need to do that anymore. He thought it was a simple uh, thing that he could bake in an hour. Mm -hmm. Now, lasagna's not foie gras, okay, but it still takes time and some reps to get a Lots good Lots of ingredients. It, it's layers, layer, layer, all the way up. You want a good lasagna. If I was sitting there and I was I was told I'm gonna have some lasagna. Oh later. no, no, nobody had breakfast because we're like, oh, we're gonna have it because of the lasagna. That's a thick piece of fucking food right there. That's some filling shit. I would have done my best to not disrespect the household, but have to excuse myself to go find a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> He's just driving the streets of Fairfax, knocking on doors looking for a lasagna. That's how my mind works, kind of. When I get my when I I'm set to something, or if I it, it, very impressionable. Uh, I don't know. It was the draft. Uh, this past NFL draft wasn't hungry. Saw a. Uh, By the way, what did you say? Well, I wasn't. you I'm sorry. What did you say? I forgot. It sounded like you said you weren't hungry. I, I, I didn't need to eat. How about that? Well, okay. No. <laughs> but no buzzer going off there. I saw a fucking Pizza Hut stuffed crust commercial. Yeah. I said it's the draft. I'm drinking. Not paying rent in my parents' basement. It sounds pretty good. I'll order one up. You had a great life. Now you got to put up with my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you would never have gotten yelled at if you just would have stayed there. I was sitting there texting Shude. You know, we're, yeah. we're enjoying the draft. It's sure. not bad. It was a good time. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But it was... I'm telling. Power the, suggestion? I had the internal saying, don't get that fucking pizza. Right. You got food upstairs. I got the pizza. So if I was told, oh, Ant-Man's bringing over this lasagna. He right. Say, he said he whips up a mean lasagna. I'm sitting here like... I'm going to get some lasagna. Yeah, who, I haven't had lasagna in a while. I mean, the worst lasagna I've ever had is still pretty good. You know? So that's yeah. why it's like if somebody, even if it's a mongoloid, is bringing over a lasagna, you're like, well, he can't fuck this up unless I find toenails in it. Um, There's been a ton of just average swim team potluck lasagnas oh, sure. that I've gone through. Just smashing them.
They're just, they're fine. Anytime anyone brings a lasagna in a dish, I, like for a potluck, anything, what I'll generally do is I'll work it over to the side <laughs> or I'll pick it up and put it in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like, I, and then so nobody touches it. And at the end of the fucking night, like that's my lasagna. Like that becomes my lasagna instead of everyone's lasagna. The other person's like, oh, I guess everyone enjoyed that. Yeah, he's chicken down the table. Like every, every couple of fucking, like, oh yeah, how you doing? He's pushing another foot down the table until it gets down to the very end and then. And then you have it. Uh, so there was no lasagna from the Ant-Man. Um, Friday night, uh, I didn't have a chance to really do a weekend recap because um, we did uh, all the football yesterday. And, of course, we're on a, a weird schedule because uh, Taurus got a, a bunch of work stuff. And he's going on a trip this weekend. So we're, uh, we're, we're banging the shows out at, um, in an order that might surprise you, <laughs> as I would say. Just like the way that uh, Batman had sex with uh, <laughs> that woman. Um <laughs> In an order that might surprise you. She did get stabbed. Uh, yeah, there's six inches inside of me. I had six inches inside of you last night. Um, it's a very funny video. They're not all, all those videos aren't funny. That one is very funny. Um, on Friday night, uh, we were uh, impromptu. Got home. Uh, it was uh, gorgeous out. It was just fucking beautiful out. And I got the little front uh, fire pit. I got a little fire deal. And I uh, drug it out front. And I uh, put some, threw some wood in it. And the wife and I came out. And we put out the chairs. And uh, smoking a little black and mild. Having a cordial. And listening to the, uh, the actually... The Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify, by the way, which I've added some songs to. So if you'd like to check that out, we don't get no money from it, but uh, a bunch of artists on there that I dig. And if you want to check it out, it's just a Chad Duke Show on Spotify. There's a playlist and, of course, our episodes that you can subscribe to both if you like. Um, And I got a, I got a text from the boys. Uh, Joe's like, oh, what the, is there anything going on? And I'm like, yeah, man, swing on by. Like, we're in the driveway. No problem. Drinking in the driveway. Um, and then uh, Ant-Man's like, hey, man. And I was like, "Hey man, come on by. No problem. We're in the we're in the we're in the driveway. If you guys would like to to, to roll on through, so they uh, they show up and uh, sitting down there, and we're having a drink and a cigar and enjoying ourselves. And Joe goes, "I think I'd like to have some pizza." So I said, uh, "That means he wants me to order pizza." Uh, so I said, "All right, Joe, no problem." Pull the phone out and I start scrolling. Sure. And uh, I got a couple of, I'm a Marco's pizza guy as far as delivery goes, but um, I was scrolling through it and I saw a pizza that I'd never heard of. Uh, it's called Dantel's, Dantel's Pizza. And it looked real good. It was a real thin crust. It had oh, the yeah. old world style pepperoni. Um, Green flags. Yeah, definitely. There was uh they had pretzel bites with beer cheese as an appetizer, mm. which Beer cheese is about as good as it gets. It said fat tire New Belgium beer cheese. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get three or four cups of that. So I go, has anybody heard of Don Tells? I've never seen this fucking place before. It says it's right across the street from my house. I, I don't know how I've missed it. And Joe's like, they've got several in my neighborhood. I absolutely love them. It's my favorite pizza. And I said, that, I said this, is your, this is your favorite pizza? He says, it's better than Mellow Mushroom. It's better than Marco's. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's music to my fucking ears. Like, uh. He's like, I had Mediterranean breezes shit compared to this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, I didn't know. Like, this is, you got to understand, if there's a new delivery pizza place that's good, that delivers to me, that's a big fucking deal. Because I'm ordering pizza, like, you know, every Sunday because we don't get no lasagna. Um, I go, all right, Joe, like, uh, what do you recommend? He's like, get the thin crust, pepperoni. And I was like, 
done. Done deal. I order two of them. Order some apps. Um, it arrives. Everything's ice cold. Uh, that's not his fault. It's not his fault. But uh, everything is ice cold. It's like they didn't even cook it, to be honest with you. Um, I take a slice of the pizza, and I put it in my mouth. There's no sauce at all. It's it's basically a flatbread. Uh, it's, a, it's a flatbread. Uh, it's very sweet. It almost tastes like someone... Um, shaved down a croissant and used that for a pizza crust which maybe that appeals to some of you i don't want any sweetness on my pizza uh i like savory you know tangy shit like that yeah um and i have one slice and i do something that i very rarely do towards i said i'm good i don't i don't need any more of this pizza Uh, joe would you like to take these pizzas home with you because uh Ant-Man then, of course, says he doesn't like it, but I think that's just because I said I didn't like it. Uh, I don't think my wife loved it. Um, but he's like, oh, I'm surprised, too, because this is my favorite. Pi- okay. Please take it with you. No big deal. Could just be my my Dantel's pizza. Not a, not a huge problem. So I, I pick up all the trash, and I take it inside, and uh, I put the bags and everything down on the counter, and I look at the bag, and I do a double take because I'm like, well, I didn't sell Dantel's pizza. Um, Dante's Pizza is a ghost kitchen. So everything he said about driving by one in his neighborhood, and there's a couple that he has, is, of course, a lie. I don't know why he lied. I, he didn't need to lie. Uh, would you want to guess where Dante's Pizza is based out of nationwide? Uh, like the, the chain? Or the, yes, because uh, for those of you that aren't aware of ghost kitchens, uh, they go into restaurants like, uh, like Hootie's Burger Bar is a ghost kitchen for Hooters. So if you order on DoorDash or Uber Eats, Hootie's Burger Bar will show up, but they're just making burgers in the back of a Hooters, and they kind of just make some adjustments so it's a, a different menu. These things are omnipresent now. I think Mr. Beast Burger is, is or Meast Burger, I don't know. The, 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 yeah, Mr. Beast Burger. That's the most famous one, I yeah. think, because of that uh, YouTube celebrity or whatever you started that up. Mm. I don't know who that guy is, but th- these are all over the place. Yeah. They're um, they're omnipresent. Do you want to guess where Don Tell's uh, is based out of? Uh, I'll go Chili's. Okay. All right, Chili's. Why Chili's? Because that's a Southwest restaurant, if I'm uh, mistaken. I was just thinking of a uh, kind of middle chain, trying to mix it up. Uh, decent, but not great. Okay. That, that could easily mess up a, an order and make not great food, but still could make good food. Chili's not as offensive as a Ruby Tuesday or uh, an Applebee's or even a TGI Friday at this point. I think uh, I, I would prefer Chili's to all of those. Uh, Red Robin. Oh, it was a pizza joint that was being ghost kitchened out of a red fucking Robin, which, of course, for those of you that I don't just, know, is a chain burger restaurant. I'm going to turn down the AC. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking... It was unbelievable. It was a weekend of murderous, disastrous food ramifications. And maybe you're listening to the show and you're saying, Dukes... Maybe it's a good thing that you didn't have no lasagna and the pizza was bad. Maybe you could stand to go without those things. True. No argument. The point being is that the two guys that I'm hanging out with, who I like, who are my friends, are full of shit up to their eyes when it comes to this stuff and don't need to be. I think it could be also that put-on factor that we always talk about, tours that everybody in our society now is so desperate to put people on the shit and then subsequently take credit for it that that's what they're attempting to do in these moments as well. We got to start hanging out more. Me and you? Yeah. Oh, I don't think you want that. 
I don't think that's the solution for anybody. I would be livid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just sitting here thinking, this is this is what I'm surrounding myself with. No lasagna, dog-ass pizza. Dog shit. I mean, the worst pizza perhaps I've ever had. You can't sell people on a bill of goods if you don't really... you. I don't know. They're just too confident. I think they're so. They're too confident. But they that, don't understand. Do you think that maybe they're looking for like attention? We talked about people that believe that attention that is negative is equivalent to attention that is positive. Sure. So that crossed my mind um, while I was hungry all weekend long. Quite the bummer. Uh, do not try Dan- Dantel's uh, pizza. It is absolutely a shit show. Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to. Friendos, it's Chad Dukes for my guy Joe Azer in business for 15 years in Northern Virginia, buying and selling homes. If you're thinking about selling your home anytime in the near future, maybe even next spring, call Joe today. Why? Well, look how beautiful it is outside. Fall is finally here. And with the leaves and the trees and all of that, the sun, um, your house is just going to look great. And you're going to be ready, even if it takes you a couple of months to get ready. Joe thinks that far ahead. Call him. He will make sure you get everything sorted out. You try to find another agent that is that prepared. Um, I've told you. I've met a lot of listeners, actually, out at the... um, Flying Ace Farm came up to me and said, hey, I work with Joe Azer. got me way more money than I thought I was going to get for my house. Uh, Joe Azer helped me find a condominium. He can just do it all, um, and he's uh, been helping listeners of the show since this show began. Uh, it's super easy to get a hold of him. This is his phone number. It's his number, 571-989-2937. You're not going to get an answering service. You're going to get Joe Azer, 571-989-2937. Azer is the phone number, born and raised here, and a tremendous judge of character when it comes to podcasts. Jaw, uh, jaw. Call Joe Azer today, you all, is what I meant to say. Hey, everyone. If you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. The Chad Duke Show on a good-looking Tuesday out there to you, everybody. Joining us right now on the Commonwealth Dry Goods Hotline, he is the managing editor at Fandango, Fandango.com. And, of course, you know him from, well, this show uh, and all over the place on the Internet, at Eric Davis on Twitter, and this is Eric Davis on Instagram. Lots of content on both of those. Our good friend Eric Davis is with us now on the program. Eric, what's up, buddy? How are you? What's going on, Dukes? I'm doing doing good. I know I'm catching you between multiple screenings today, so thank you very much for making the time. Yes, you are. Ca- you're catching me between Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch and Chloe Zhao's Eternals, the big Marvel movies uh, screening this afternoon. Um, were you surprised at the runtime? Actually, was uh, I saw it on your social media. The runtime for the Eternals is much longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's like two hours and 37 minutes. Um, I, I talked to Chloe Zhao. I was one of the first people to talk to her about the film, and I asked her about the runtime. And, you know, she's like, what am I going to do? We got 7,000 years this film is spanning. There's 10 main characters. Uh, you have, you know, the origin of the entire MCU. So she made it sound like 
you know, there's a lot of ground to cover. Um, and she's also a filmmaker that, you know, and she says it in the interview, she likes to linger in scenes. She likes to stay on characters and sort of let you live in the scene a little bit more, which is sort of her indie roots. And, you know, what that will look like in a Marvel movie, we'll have to see. But uh, as of now, two hours, 37 minutes. So if you like your Marvel movies long, then you're going to get your wish. Some of those long Marvel movies have been very successful, so I don't think it's going to preclude anybody from uh, checking it out. Um, I want to get to Halloween Kills. It's the main reason why I wanted to make sure I, had, I could uh, speak to you today. But um, over the, the weekend, we had all that uh, DC uh, content was just um, over the top. We got the Black Adam teaser stuff. We got the Flash teaser. It wasn't a – I guess it was just footage from the movie where you get the – you know, Michael Keaton in the cowl, at least from behind and potentially, you know, exposing the Batmobile, which is a lot of fun. And then, of course, the Batman trailer, which, you know, I, I feel like breaking the Internet is a cliche at this point, but it certainly seemed to over the weekend. Um, you know, a lot of things are said about DC and there's a lot of criticisms thrown around. But my God, it just feels like the interest in their properties right now has never been higher. Yeah, I mean, the interest in just comic properties in general uh, is, is you know, at an all-time high. Uh, you know, some of it is pent-up demand. We went, what, two years, really, without uh, a big Marvel movie in theaters. And DC had their Wonder Woman movie that they rolled out during the pandemic. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't as big um, and as celebrated as maybe it could have been. And so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's just on the way. And uh, the multiverse is a big thing that both Marvel and DC are introducing. It opens up the doors to stuff like Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. And, you know, now is where they're expanding it uh, and reaching back into the past and pulling some fan favorites in. And so there's a lot to be excited about across the board. Um, in both Marvel and DC. And, you know, DC did a really good job last year with their with their virtual fandom event. Uh, and this is something we're starting to see is the studios pull, pull away a bit from the Comic-Cons and invest in their own sort of event, you know, with their, that they can own, that they can shape however they want to do it. Um, so once everything is back in person, we'll see, you know, how does this DC fandom evolve? Does it eventually become an in-person event or will they remain just this virtual sort of event every year but whatever the case may be they're being they're successful with it and people are excited yeah it's cool it's kind of like a cool little environment to be in where you're getting a bunch of information at one time and you have to be i mean you have to be an entity that has as many properties to release like every studio is not going to be able to do this i assume if you're releasing a you know an indie film or a mid-sized project but dc can pull it off um the batman it's it's the hype I mean, anytime there's any Batman, but the fact that the Batman is in the Flash movie is that's all anybody wants to talk about. So we see Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman for the first time. Uh, we get to see Colin Farrell more as the Penguin. Um, and it's, it, I, I feel like everybody really loved the trailer. A lot of people bitching they didn't get to see Paul Dano, I guess, as Riddler. But I, we've talked about this a lot, Eric. I, I'm a big fan of please leave something to my imagination. You don't need to show me the entire uh, breadth and the width of a movie inside of the trailer, which seems to happen from time to time um, with a, an entity that is as hyped as a Batman movie is always going to be. How well do you think they did with that first full trailer? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, it made me want to see it. I think the shots, you know, the cinematography on this one looks great i think you know from what we've seen at least from these two sh short trailers uh it, it seems like at least the visual spectacle of this film is going to rival what we saw with christopher nolan um because i think that sort of that artistry 
Matt Reeves very much comes from from a place where no you know uh, uh, like Nolan, and I think that uh, it's going to look sort of gorgeous, brutal but gorgeous. Um, I like the aspect of it being kind of year two Batman. You know, this is a guy that isn't really as comfortable in what he is at this moment. He it looks like he's angry. Uh, and it looks like he's probably going to make some mistakes. And so I like that about it, too. Plus, they're giving you versions of characters it, that we haven't really seen. We've never seen a Riddler like, like a serial killer, kind of with the Seven vibe before. We've never seen a Penguin that feels like this over-the-top New York kind of gangster, you know? So I, I think there's some really interesting things that they're doing in there. Um, and I think Pattinson is is a great actor. We've talked about that before. And I think Reeves is a tremendous director. I love what he did with those Planet of the Apes movies, those last two. So I think it's going to be cool. Um, Warner Brothers, that said, Warner Brothers knows how to cut a trailer. They're like one of the best at, at doing it. Uh, and so we'll have to see how it looks. But I hope they don't reveal too much. You know, this movie comes out in March. Um, and I hope that they kind of take it easy. <laughs> on giving us too much of, uh, of a character. Completely yeah. agree. I'm fine if they want to, you know, the reveal is in the movie of the Riddler. I'm cool with that. I mean, we all know he's there. We all know what he's going to be like and how different it's going to be. I I also like the motor, his, you know, the Bat cycle is a, a motorcycle. Like the Batmobile is a muscle car. Like I just like this. I've never really seen a lot in a movie with this era of Batman um, and the fact that it's not all this unstoppable tech, which, you know, even in the stripped down, you thought Christopher Nolan movies were just like detective uh, movies with Batman in them. He still had all this incredible technology. It's just kind of, it looks like it's going to be a different side of the character where we've seen so many different sides of this character. Yeah. It, you know what? It, it look, just looks like a visceral experience. It looks like it's going to, you're going to feel it, you know, like just those fights in the trailer. It, it, you're, it's, it's, it's physical and you're going to kind of feel the brutality of it while you're watching it. And, you know, for some people, uh, they want something a bit lighter and maybe with a bit more humor. Uh, but if you're into that sort of hardcore, brutal, uh, brutal, but gorgeous uh, Batman movie, this at least from what we've seen so far, that's what it appears to be. Uh, but I, I'm I'm hyped for it, man. I'm excited. Don't know how you can't be at this point. Um, let's talk about Halloween Kills. Uh, the the. 20, what, 2018 uh, movie where they kind of did mm -hmm. this this legacy sequel bit is an interesting bit because it it failed miserably with the Terminator but worked really well for this movie and we know we're getting this Exorcist trilogy that's happening. Um, I uh, I, I love the, the original Halloween. I like Halloween two. I like Season of the Witch. Like I'm a fan of the franchise. Um, I don't need these movies to be excellent. Um, but I, this one I was a little disappointed in Eric, just because I liked all the kills. I mean, there's some amazing kills in this movie. If you're looking, if you're looking for a slasher, I mean, there's just some the, the, where he squares off with the fireman at the beginning. It kind of sets the pace for the entire film. But um, the tonality to me didn't feel at all like a Halloween movie for the most part. And then the ending, I just feel like you can almost kind of tell when a studio gets involved. They're like, no, 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 no. This is we gotta, you gotta make sure we get to that third one. And I just, I feel like that's what happened that they had a nice little ending to that movie with the, I don't want to give it away, but it's available on Peacock. You can see it in the theater. And then all of a sudden we don't, um, I think you were a little more bullish. I, I'm not offended by the movie. I didn't think it was bad. I was fine watching it, but I, I thought it was a little disappointing. Um, but you seemed like you were a little bit warmer on it than I was. 
I, I was pretty warm on it. You know, it, I, there were aspects of the film that I wasn't crazy about. There's a long-winded sort of hospital scene about, yeah. you know, three, you know, three quarters of the way in that uh, I thought could have been shorter. Although, like, I, I, what I liked about this film is that it's telling the exact story that I feel like it needs to tell as a middle chapter. Uh, it's it's brutal. It's angry. It's rageful. Uh, and I like the aspect of this town sort of being like. Uh, having no idea about Laurie Schrode or any of that history and just being like, we want to get rid of this boogeyman that's been terrorizing us uh, with some of those people having experienced what happened in 1978. So I like that aspect of it. It made sense as this middle chapter to be the angriest, the darkest, the most violent of them to have an ending that, you know, isn't, isn't good. Uh, that doesn't make you feel good. I think that's the purpose of what this middle chapter is. And, you know, you look at these middle chapters, you know, we always reference Empire Strikes Back as, you know, the middle chapter, the one where the good guys don't win. Uh, and you don't feel good walking out of Empire. You're kind of crushed uh, and heartbroken. And so I think that, you know, I think to a certain degree, they probably try to kind of make you feel a little bit of shock with this middle one. Um, and then we'll see what it leads to the third one is not going to be set on the same night the third one is going to jump ahead in time um so you know we'll have to see i think you know the film does try to kind of weave in some mob mentality like you know the the anger of the mob the frustration of law enforcement trying to you know do their jobs and keep a mob at bay so there are some sort of you know i think they are trying to kind of weave in some things that that we've seen uh in society and and kind of speak to that part um but you know I mean, as a Myers movie, uh, I thought it was interesting. I liked how they expanded upon the end of the 78 film. I really liked that that stuff. Uh, you know, it took me a minute to pick up what was happening in the, in the beginning me of the too. film. But, yeah. but I, I thought that was cool because I always wondered, he gets up and what happened? Like, there's, there's stuff that happens after that. So I did like how they expanded the mythology a bit. Um, you know, I think they, don't, they still don't have answers for what Myers is. I think that question comes up in this film, which should. Um, so we'll have to see how they resolve that in the third one. But, you know, I hope the third one is completely different from the first two. I hope it's just a completely different feeling of a film. Um, and we'll have to see. But, yeah, I, I, I dug it. I didn't love it. I think I like the 2018 one more. But I do agree that it's exactly the kind of sequel that it should be. Um, I know you got a, uh, you got places to be, but one last one for you, Eric. Fifty point three million wins the weekend. Best three day opening for a horror movie during the pandemic. Best three uh, R rated opening for a film during the pandemic, um, and the ninth biggest of all time. I'd love to just have a couple thoughts. I'm a big R-rated horror movie guy. I wish we get more of them in the theater. It feels like they have to try to make everything PG-13. I assume this is good for that. It's definitely good for the box office. As you noted, this is the third weekend in a row where the films are totaling over $100 million. I'm very happy that you were right and I was wrong and people seem to be wanting to get back to that movie theater. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting too because this film was available on Peacock and Peacock was like the number one downloaded app over the weekend. So they're getting it on both ends, you know, and I mean, not every film is going to do that, but you know, they, they're, you know, everything that they wanted to accomplish at least universal with this film, they did, you know, they made some noise for Peacock. They got some people downloading it and now, and it's also doing well uh, in theaters. You know, I think the one issue that a lot of 
that a lot of people have been having with these films that come in day and date is that they have, you know, everybody who wants to see them goes to see it the first weekend, and then there's just the drop off, you know? And so we'll have to see how Halloween Kills fares over the next couple of weeks. Uh, it is a very busy time frame right now. But I mean, this film was made, I think, on a $23 million budget. So it's already kind of doing well for itself. And I think that's really the luxury with this horror genre is that you can make really good, successful films for not a lot of money. Uh, and reap a lot of those rewards. You know, Jason Blum, who produced it, Blumhouse, who produced uh, the Halloween uh, Kills. That's how he's made his bread and butter on doing exactly that, making these movies cheaply uh, and then doing really well on them. So, you know, I think that this Halloween movie, Michael Myers proves that, you know, these old time slashers still got it. Uh, they've done a good job with them. And um, I'm curious to see how they fare with this exorcist trilogy which they've said the same people which are doing it um if that'll be as exciting as uh as halloween but people like their slashers and people like michael myers and uh that's uh that's proven uh, again and again uh with the box office at Eric Davis on Twitter. This is Eric Davis on Instagram. And of course, Fandango.com, managing editor there for all of your movie needs, entertainment tickets, absolutely everything. Eric, enjoy uh, the next big superhero movie. Thank you for fitting us in. We know it's a busy one for you and love talking Halloween movies at Halloween time. Absolutely spectacular. Thank you, buddy. For sure, Dukes. Have a good one. That's Eric Davis, everybody on the Chat Duke Show. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> Rednecks. This is the Body Mask you know be, on the Chad Duke Show. They be lined up. They would be. I'll fucking do it, Dukes. <laughs> That's my Frederick's Redneck impression. It's for all of them, by the way. So this week I had a request. Um, I did too. Dukes actually asked sure. me to review the uh, Stouffer's Stuffed Peppers. Oh, shit. Did you do it? I got them last night. I'm butt-sized. And I think you're going to like this uh, BMI. So All right. the box of stuffed peppers, the large size was $4.49, which was really good. Uh, it comes with green peppers that are stuffed with a tomato puree, beef, blanched enriched uh, Blanche. rice, and how much? How many? How many peppers were in there? Uh, it came with two. Okay. And it and it's they look big. They 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 look way bigger on the box than they are, but they're still really okay. really good size. Well, that's generally um, when you get those Stouffer's deals. That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah. Um, I definitely could have eaten one and been fine, but I I wanted to try one in the microwave and one in the oven. Okay. Uh, uh, to see which one was better. Very good. Um. So let me pull up my. So, Jesus. So it has green. Oh, I already went over that. Sorry. Hold on, hold <laughs> I'm distracted thinking about the hooker now. <laughs> this is the body mass. Just pull yourself together. On the Chad Duke show. So, so it's a green pepper cut in half with tomato puree, tomatoes, dehydrated onions. They add soy protein and whey protein. I'm not sure why, unless they just wanted to have filler. a higher protein. Nice now, filler. Worcester, Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. On, hold on, <laughs> Worcestershire. I, I, I want to hear you say that. <laughs> Worcestershire. <laughs> That's way closer than you were before. Yeah. One, one more time. Worcestershire. Worcester. Worcester. Worcester sauce. Worcester. Worcester sauce. <laughs> 
This is the body mass index <laughs> of Chad Duke's show. I was worth the whole thing. <laughs> it's got a uh, zesty sauce in it with onion powder, garlic powder, and beef, and all kinds of other good stuff in it. Okay. Um, so there's two ways to do it. You could do it for 15 minutes in the microwave. You just kind of peel the corners. 15 minutes yep. in the microwave? So it was... It was what nine minutes and an then seven minutes. Shit, and yep, or fifty-two minutes in the oven. Okay. So I did one in the microwave while the other one baked. I ate the first one out of the microwave and then I couldn't have ate been the good second out of one. The microwave. Uh, out of the, you're right. Out of the microwave, it was like uh, watery and soft, yeah. and and the bell pepper didn't have any crisp or crunch to it. The filling was still really good. The rice. It's actually a really good portion of rice. Um, well, that's because it's cheaper. Yeah. I'd say it was pretty split evenly, though. Like, as far as the filling was probably 50% rice and 50% uh, beef and, and tomato and stuff. That's good. I mean, sometimes with those, they'll fill the whole thing up with rice. I mean, that's why I don't like to go to Chipotle is they give you a big bowl full of rice and they just put enough shit on the top to cover it up. You know? Yeah. I, I hate that about Chipotle. Yeah, it stinks. Um, How's the oven one? The oven one was way better. Yeah, it looked. They look on the box. I know it's stupid to go off a stove first front of the box. Yeah, but it's just they look incredible sitting on the front of the box. It actually looked more like the front of the box coming out of the oven because the top of the bell pepper had like that little char to it. It was nice and crispy and crunchy. It wasn't all soggy. Uh, the filling on the inside was definitely my favorite part of it. I ended up slicing the bell pepper into like eighths and then eating some of the filling on the top of each bell part of the bell pepper because um, I wanted to, to eat them together. It's fine. Um, so I ate half of the middle out of the bell pepper and then cut it up and ate it like that. So the thing about stuffed peppers, there's really no effective way to eat them. It's the only no. issue. Right. You, can, you can't go in and like with it, like an apple or anything. You know? No, once you yeah. cut into them, they're just going to fall apart yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but I, I mean, I was presently pleasantly surprised. I'm not really a big green pepper guy, but... I liked all the filling stuff that was in it, um, but mixed together, it was really good. Now, I wouldn't... I, the microwave one, I didn't even eat the rest of the bell pepper because it was just Shocker, soggy. You, you and, didn't like the vegetable tour. Well, it was just... It it wasn't... There was no crunch to it. It had just gotten soggy, you, so you I would not that. recommend doing that in the microwave. Um, as far as cost, four forty nine. I think that's a steal for something like sure. this. I mean, a, a meal that you could feel, feed yourself for five bucks. It's cheaper than going to McDonald's. It did take a little longer, but it tastes way better. Um, it actually, it, it remind. I'm trying to think of the restaurant. It reminded me of the. Um, all right, never mind. <laughs> that what was that chili place with all the pool tables? The <laughs> it, is, it is a wild thing. So, if people don't know that we're in the studio, I'm sitting across from Ant Man, and the whole time he does this, he just looks at me directly in the eyes, which is a little disturbing. Tour, but I just watch. I just watch his brain shut down. Yeah, like he, he gets going, and like he's got the sled moving, and then it hits a rock, and then he just goes flying off everywhere. I like my side view because I can see the gears going, and then right, I can right. see. The you pack. see him just like staring straight at me, though. Yeah, yeah, I see the pebble go into it and then it just comes into he stops it. blinking at some point during it too and i'm just like why are you staring so lustfully i'm hopefully all the lust is aimed to you but every once in a while uh hard times cafe is what you yes yes the chili reminded me the inside reminded me a lot of something you'd get at hard times it was really i good. have a hard time believing that it, it was delicious um so for for the cost, I'm giving it a five. That's a big gap. <laughs> big gap. My brain keeps shutting down. I know, dude. You're doing for the flavor. Bla- brain didn't shut down once while he was talking about getting the, the skeezer. <laughs> for the flavor, 
I'm giving it a 4.5. I was really, I love Stouffer's items. This might be my new go-to. Um, I normally get like the mac and cheese or, or the bowls on did the bowl. Did you see all the lasagnas? I did see yeah, all the lasagna. There's a bunch of lasagnas right there. I know. I'm going to get one of those. Fuck. Boys. <laughs> and, you think uh, this guy cleaned out his own oven, by the way? Guess what he did? He oh, hired a fucking maid to come in and clean his oven out and do his what? laundry. Yeah. She did my laundry, cleaned the kitchen. It was nice. It's fucking abysmal. Yep. Yeah. Lost all the goodwill from the skis. <laughs> and then... Uh, all goodwill out the window. Overall, I'm going to give this a 4.5. This no. might be... This is my favorite Stouffer's item for right it now. It looked really good, and I've eyeballed them several times, but I've never made the plunge, so I'm glad you got the uh, the review up. Perhaps now I'll buy a package of these. I kind of want to make my own, though. Like the, I've, I've been eyeballing this recipe literally for five years where you make steak and cheeses, but instead of with a bun, you make them with the bell pepper. So like they do, I don't know if it's a Kato or the Kato, Keto or the fucking uh, South Beach bit, whatever. I don't care. It just sounds, it sounds good. You yeah, know what I mean? That, that actually does sound really good because the steak and cheese naturally has the peppers and onions in yeah. it. And then if yeah. you just throw all the good stuff inside there, that would be probably good. A lot of them have too much bread too. You just a big mouthful of bread, which I know you're a fan of, but it just sounds like it'd be a good uh, recipe. Uh, Tori, you seem very upset about the uh, the maid cleaning the oven from the fake lasagna. It's, it's. It's going to be like, I don't know, max 20 minutes of work. Yep. I think that's 20 minutes more of work he was willing to invest, if any of it happened at all. I still, it's very, very convenient that there is not one picture taken. We, we all accused him of being a liar when he did the thing. I would have gone home and snapped the picture of the fucking oven that looked like a, a, a cat exploded inside of it and sent it to everybody. Yeah, I should have done that. I did forget to do that. Mm. Um, I, I might. Now's a good time to come clean. I, I did make the lasagna. I still have all the, the ingredients at the house. Not well, the ingredients, all the, the wrappers. Ingre- the wrappers? Yeah, from Who? all from the pasta noodle box. <laughs> Luda, my boss. Luda, who y'all think you're fucking with? I'm the fucking boss. <laughs> the, the turkey tube of this meat. lasagna. <laughs> you ain't for your light with this lasagna game. We don't do much lasagna in Miami. I love fucking Rick Ross. He's the best. <laughs> He's big and fat with his shirt off. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a rat's ass. Is he still fat? I think he lost a bunch of weight. He, he lost. He lost some weight. Yeah. He saw it lost some weight. Yeah. All right, cool. He's still massive though. I love him. Got tattoos all over him. Yeah. He's Always fat. shirtless. Also. Always. Why not? He lives in Miami. He's fucking yeah. hot down there. Right. Uh, you're saying it, man. Um, I I wasn't. Oh no. <laughs> this is the body mass index on the Chad Duke show. Here's some dollar dollar menu items, I suppose. Yeah, so do you want to try something first or? One second. Before we get to any of it, I almost forgot. I figured out how this lying motherfucker, by the way, and you are Ant-Man already. You just don't have the years on you. You fucking fibber. Do you remember last week when he pulled a story off of my super secret fucking website? Remember that? Yep. And I said, how the fuck do you know about my super secret website? He's like, oh, that's my website. It's just a coincidence. I went back and looked. I'm the only one that sends the stories over to you guys about what my fast food story is. And I sent him a story a month ago from that website. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do that. That's why he fucking, instead of just saying, oh, wow, Dukes is really on top of the ball. He then bookmarked that site and then went, he got his stories from there as well. Because he knows I find the good stuff. (laughs) And then lied and said that he knew about the site before I fucking did. Which couldn't be because I was using that site when I was doing this stupid segment on the radio. Yeah, there's no way that you knew about it before. Chad. You're just... a liar. Hey, 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 Tor Watley. What happened to the cat? <laughs> Did you go up to Niagara Falls and drown the fucking cat too? 
while you're turning down hookers, you fucking... This guy is Fez Watley also. I cannot believe you won't get the hooker. He's asexual, and he lies this? about fast food websites. That's what we know what we learned about Tor today. This is a pretty heavy accusation. Pretty? I'm going to have to defend myself. You're giving me too much credit here. What are you talking about? I found about? this site on my own. Yes, I did. You found you know it when I, I sent a link to the site to you. That's I when you found it. I didn't do it that way. I did it by you, typing in... F- by the way, you would have gotten away with it, too, if last week you didn't go, Oh, Dukes, oh, this is my <laughs> site. How did you know about this site? I, and then you did this big, crazy laughing bit, and that's when I knew you fucking <laughs> lied. You went too far. That's why Ant-Man is actually a better Ant-Man than you are, because at least he knows to keep his mouth shut in front of the fucking cops, not tell a crazy fucking bizarro story. I didn't jack that site from you. You know what I you did? You're going to be doing some jacking because you don't want to have t- no sex with no I'll, hooker. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I did. When I was when I, when I I stumbled across this site... Hey, how which many stents do you have in your heart, Fez? Which, huh? You're going to move to Roosevelt Island, you fucking lying liar? By the way, do you think he thinks that I would jack off to him fucking the hooker because he's been jacking off to me fucking the hooker? I don't know. Anything's possible at this point. It could all be lies because I can't believe you're not just copping to this right now. You're continuing the bullshit. I haven't gotten a chance to explain how I found the website. You know what? Are you yeah. going to make me go to the owl? I typed it. How, how many different no, lies? Owl, how many different lies <laughs> is Tor told during this segment? Oh, no. Oh, no. Three already? Three lies already. Oh, no. I typed in fast food news this into my browser, ridiculous. and I stumbled across this site, I which the, I've been using for two months. I have the text messages. Well, I've sent them to you way longer than that ago. I have the text messages where I sent you the fucking site, and it's my fault because I thought we were friends, and that you wouldn't <laughs> abuse my resources, and then sit here and try to act like you this, discovered it. This came naturally to me. If you had sent me an article fucking from liar. it... It, so be he's been sending us the articles since the BMI, since the, the very first one. Thank you. Thank you, Ant-Man. It's I understand it's, that. You know what I should have done? I should have copy and pasted the story because I didn't know the snake in the grass that I was dealing with over here. <laughs> oh, the God. viper. The lecherous viper who would take a resource as valuable as fastfoodnews.com <laughs> and fucking use it against me and then claim that I was stealing from him. Remember that yeah, part of it? Yeah, I went yeah. back and listened to it. The balls. I have to say, it's a good thing you have a tiny dick because your balls are gigantic. The big flotation devices to keep that little fucking uh, scallop afloat. So your fucking uh, your fucking ocean of mistrust and misdeeds, <laughs> old scallop dick over there, fucking sit there with brass balls. He's lying to shoot every day. We sit here. I look deep into his eyes. I've never said one word about fucking your ass. All this guy talks about is that. All, all Joe's talked about that. I respect you. I never objectify you. And this is the way I am fucking. Rewarded. I appreciate it. But he's never accused me of something this harsh, this well, heinous. He has the access to the same information that I do. Whose story do you believe, Ant Man? Uh, it met, your story makes a lot more sense. Because you got those texts too. Anybody agreeing with Dukes? He Tor. got those texts too. Yeah. You know, I actually do like cheese. Tor. Yeah, th- that's all you do. You don't it's ever do you show oh, prep. You, do. you yeah, don't oh, even get the mics here. right. You don't do anything. Oh, it took you three months to do the board, but you're going to find a new site like that? This a is a load of shit. Everything that you say can get flipped by him in an instant. I, I, uh, uh, yeah, okay. While well, I was trying to process I what you were saying. I found this site. If Shude is you, using it, I, I applaud him because fr- it's a good site. Don't, stop saying if Shude is using it. You know fucking goddamn <laughs> well, well I'm using yeah. that site. Only site. By the way, I'm not using that site either anymore because it's, it's for ham and eggers. <laughs> you know what I do? I fucking roll by that fucking site on my Tesla and I blow cigar smoke right <laughs> in that site's fucking face. That's what I do. There are a lot of pop-ups on it. Yeah. I take my fucking bottle of Cristal out of the bag, and I hand that fucking site the bag, and I say, here, use this as a suitcase, you fucking strap hanger. You fucking stink. <laughs> All right. 
Oh shit! I fucking knew it. I I I am shocked you wouldn't cop to it. I am shocked you're just gonna continue the mistrust. I'll die on this hill. You can always donate to the Chad Duke Show using the donate tab on chaddukeshow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product, and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Chad Duke Show. Again, I am Gigantor. Uh, Chad could not be on this show today. I'll stick aside. I was... uh, Excited to be able to take this opportunity to provide everybody with the content that they deserve on a Friday. We do not like to miss shows one bit. So as long as you are getting some fresh content, or if you are not a subscriber, your once weekly content, we feel like we are obligated to provide it to you under any circumstances. And for all that, I believe that we deserve a five-star review uh, or five-star rating and maybe a nice review wherever you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We are going the extra mile. So uh, that could be reciprocated a little bit. And as always, uh, the show presented by Money Monk from Monk's Barbecue in Purcellville, Virginia. Head out there this weekend or head to Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia this upcoming weekend. They are both incredibly fun and it is a a quality product that uh, even if I was not working on the show and I had stumbled across it, it is something I would recommend to everybody. You're going to do the same and then you're going to pretend that we didn't put you on. You're going to pretend that you found this place organically. And that's what you're going to do because you're going to go there. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to have the brisket. You're going to have uh, whatever special of the day they're having. You're going to have some of the tip cow creamery ice cream. You'll be like, oh my God, I got to I gotta tell somebody. And you're going to tell somebody, and be like, how did you, you figure this out? Maybe plug the show. Maybe they'd be a fan. But we know that's not what happens when it comes to putting people on. So still, go out, support them, tell them you're a fan of the Chad Duke Show, or you just listen to the show. It always helps us with uh, supporters of the show, uh, especially the financial ones that allows me to stay in digs like the one I am recording in right now. So uh, if you are heading out there, make sure to uh, shout out the show, and uh, shout out, uh, I don't know, whatever you want. I'm running out of steam, as I always do, because I've only done 17 minutes of talking. Regardless, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, We will be back on Monday with a brand new episode of the Chad Duke Show, and I will be back in studio live with Chad on Tuesday, ready to give you all the biggest uh, recap for my trip to Wisconsin, Uh, week seven of the NFL recap. We're going to have a huge, huge week next week. Again, the Rodcast Hootenanny on uh, Friday the 29th. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. My sign-off, I did it once. I can't remember. Uh, It is what it is. Jack House for Life. <laughs>